0: Welcome to all the monks and novices, and blessings to all the laity. We have practiced meditation for a long time, for the purpose that we want to gain inner peace. And as we know, peace is important. Having some peace of body, some peace of mind. But what is it like when we are with outer conditions and surroundings? When the surroundings are chaotic, and our mind doesn't have strength, This is like our minds being a small child. It doesn't have any idea. It does not yet have wisdom. It crawls around here and there, comes into contact with something and thinks it's food. The child sees some waste paper and wonders what it is. It wants to taste the paper and put it in its mouth. Or sometimes there are dangers. The child goes outside the home and gets hit by a car, gets into an accident which happens, or plays in the water, and isn't aware and then drowns in the water. This also happens. The child does not yet have wisdom. There's no intelligence yet. So all the sense objects we contact, the outer surroundings, they make our minds muddled and be mixed up. That inner disorder is the mind getting deluded in sense objects and moods. If it's a sense object we encounter that we don't like, Suffering arises with our mind. And it's this suffering which makes us want to find one thing or another in order to have our mind stop and be still, which we call peace. If we look at it in one way, having suffering is something good for those with wisdom because they can find a way out of that suffering. But one without any wisdom doesn't know how to get out of suffering, and then they may look for a way to escape that suffering that is wrong. And then there is chaos and confusion arising in the mind. So peace is what many Dhamma practitioners are looking for now. And what is this peace like? This peace is stilling, subduing, like the peace of the mind, the peace from mindfulness of sense contact. It is making the mind stop and be still. And peace has the peace of the body and the peace of the mind can we see that in regards to the peace of the body, if we are normal and well, then the body is peaceful. There is no pain or sicknesses, then we feel at ease. But when there is sickness and ailments arising, the body is painful and it's unbearable. If we don't take the right medicine for the sickness, then we don't recover. But if we take the right medicine, we may recover. That there may be symptoms from that medicine coming up. So we can see that the body is not something that is stable or enduring. It changes in this way. As for the peace of the mind, this is something we should be aware of. We know the mind that has excessive thinking, the mind that is bored, the mind that is frustrated, and the mind that is stressed. And so we have to find different methods to make the mind peaceful, so that suffering doesn't arise. And so we should get to understand true peace. The Buddha said that true peace is not far from us. It is with us all the time. So we just have mindfulness to know in time the mind as it is, to be able to look after the mind, to not be muddled and caught up in regards to all the sense objects and moods, and to not fall into liking or disliking. So the mind is peaceful already. But what we lack is the quality of mindfulness, samadhi, meditative concentration or wisdom to look after the mind, which then makes the mind all muddled and mixed up. No one likes the muddled and irritated mind. No one is satisfied with their state of mind. So in Dhamma practice, we aspire to have peace come up. But if we practice with too much attachment, then we have even more chaos. So we need to try to train our mind. And when the mind has peacefulness, though it's true that it is peaceful, but it's not true peace. It's just a temporary peace. It's like a rock that is covering the grass. Once the rock is taken off, then the grass grows again. This is the peace of samadhi, the peace of the mind. But it's not the peace of the mind free from the defilements, So the Buddha taught us to bhavanā, to cultivate the mind, to make it peaceful, and then to contemplate the truth. Find the source of it all. Find the cause that makes us not peaceful, which is just the attachment to the five khandas or aggregates, that is, form, feelings, perception, mental formations and consciousness. So in regards to this uneasiness, whether we sit in a car, sit in a boat, go anywhere, the uneasiness goes with us. And there was once when Venerable Ajahn Chah was discussing Dhamma with a Western monk, and Ajahn Chah said that, even if we go up to the moon, to Mars, or go anywhere at all, we will still have suffering there, if our hearts don't have right view. So we need to try to be able to train in this. And there is another story where there were many monks and novices living together, they wanted peace. All people actually are the same. They all want peace. But they went into the forest, and they sought out great teachers, and practiced in the forest and mountains. But sometimes they were still disturbed. Why? Just because their views were still not good. So how do we gain peace? We go look for peace. So we go somewhere peaceful, and then what? We have no sounds. No sights, no smells, no tastes. We go somewhere quiet like this, then we are at ease. This is called avoiding the sense objects. Outside it's noisy and really chaotic, so we avoid it. Then it's not chaotic, it's peaceful. We are at ease. So when we get a pleasant mood or sense object, then the mind is at ease. Because the mood is close to nature, and so we really like it. But this is not the path. Because when we receive moods and sense objects again, then chaos and troubles arise again. This shows that we are running away from the mood or sense object. So how then? The blind, the deaf, those whose nose can't smell, tongues can't taste, or are handicapped, will they have Dhamma? Will they have true peace? Will they have wisdom? Sometimes they have problems with the workings of their brain. The face is numb. The arm numb. The foot numb. Sometimes they get acupuncture on their face and they can't feel it. One puts a needle on their hand and they can't feel it. Why? Because the nerves don't receive any stimulation anymore. Then will they see the Dhamma? They don't see the Dhamma. They don't receive the feelings from those things because it's actually another type of feeling. So can we see that it's not that those that are deaf, blind, someone who doesn't know odors and tastes, that doesn't receive feelings in the body, it's not that they will be able to be someone who can be at peace. This is about the body that is damaged, and their minds may be chaotic too. They may be even more agitated than before too, because they want to be able to see Want to know, want to smell, want to know the taste. They may think and wonder why they aren't like others. Why do I have this sickness or that sickness? So they are even more in disorder. So where does this peace arise from? It arises just inside the heart. So sometimes the great teachers when they were practicing Dhamma, when they were disrupted because of sounds, they took wax to block their ears so that they could be peaceful and wouldn't need to hear anything. And then the sound in the ear is uh, It's noisy like this. So it's still not peaceful. It's in turmoil. This is looking at the sound coming to disturb us. So he kept practicing onwards. And then ultimately, he finds that it's not like that. It's not that the sound comes to disturb us. When the mind is peaceful, it's the mind gets involved with the sound. So in the practice we need to train the mind to be peaceful and we need to know things that arise in time as they are. But when we are with disturbing sounds, we are with sights, we have sense contact that causes inner disorder, then we need to have a lot of mindfulness. At the least we know that mindfulness is the important thing That needs to know in time the sense objects and moods that enter. Is our heart disturbed? If we want to run away, we can't run away all our life. We can avoid the disturbances by going somewhere peaceful from time to time. This is for the purpose that we're able to struggle in the daily life we live in. And it's the hardest thing to make our mind peaceful in the midst of chaos. So we can run away to find peace on the outside. Like going into a retreat for 7 days, 15 days, 1 month, in order to be quiet. Then there's nothing to disturb us. And like this we're at ease. But when we leave it and be with moods and sense objects again, and we can't fight against the sense objects and moods, then we run away again to go back into retreat. We can't do this we need to be able to live in the present world. Though it's chaotic and difficult, we have to be able to make our hearts peaceful. So for the monks who practice and live in the monastery, and the mood is peaceful and at ease, but this is not it yet. It is for the cultivation of strength in the mind, to have more strength, to be able to combat against the sense objects and moods. But we have to accept that in the beginning, We can't fight against these sense objects, so we evade it first. We find peace first. Maybe it's a spot in the house, or we have the opportunity to go practice somewhere that is peaceful. But it's so that we can overcome the current situation. So that our mind can have mindfulness and wisdom. It's not that we just go run away to a retreat for 7 days or 15 days. We can't do that. So the peace of the mind, when we're able to receive chaotic sense objects and moods, we know them in time as they arise, with wisdom, then this will be true peace. So we can say that all the laity receive a lot of sense objects and moods, but if you have mindfulness and wisdom, then you may know and see the Dhamma quickly. This is because when you are with those sense objects and moods, If you have just mindfulness and wisdom, then you'll be able to attain to Dhamma. And so there was a question and answer about this when Venerable Ajahn Chah went to the West. There was one person there that said, In the West, there's lots of sense objects and moods. It's very chaotic. And there are many people who don't practice Dhamma. So it was like they were saying that the people's minds were very dark. And Ajahn Chah said that, when there is darkness, if we shine a bright flashlight into that darkness, then we will see even more clearly. So this is looking inside. It's not looking outside and seeing that people have so much darkness, that they're not able to be taught. But Ajahn Chah said that, if we shine a bright flashlight, then we will see even more clearly. This means that we ourselves need to have the wisdom to be able to tell and advise them. Then they will be able to walk following us, and they'll be able to see clearly. So the true knowing is that we can't evade through having external peace. We must fight to gain peace, though we may evade it temporarily so that we have the strength of samadhi come up, so that we can struggle, and so that we can have wisdom though we may evade it temporarily so that we have the strength of samadhi come up, so that we can struggle and so that we can have wisdom. Then, the mind won't be deluded with sense objects. The mind gets bigger. It's not like a little child who has no wisdom and who sees something and grabs it, puts it in their mouth and does other silly things. So that means having no mindfulness, having no wisdom, They may contact electricity, touch it, might get shocked and die. So they must have someone to look after them. The mind needs something to look after it, which is mindfulness to look after our mind. So in the midst of busyness and chaos, may we have a lot of mindfulness and wisdom. If we people are not in a place of busyness, we are somewhere peaceful, then this is easy. But if we are with busyness and disturbances, and our minds can be peaceful, then whoever can do this is someone with a lot of mindfulness and wisdom. So try to train in this. But sometimes we do need to evade and escape it, and find a suitable place to practice samadhi, so that the mind can cultivate its mental strength, so that it can have wisdom. So be determined to train in this a lot. May you all grow in Dhamma. May you be well.